0: Hi, it's really great to have you with us. I'm Rob Porter, my wife Heather, and I have the amazing privilege of being the senior pastors at Kingdom Culture Church in Burpengary, Queensland. We have an incredible preaching team, and I hope that this message will encourage and bless you as you listen.
1: Jesus in this place. Come on, lift up the name of Jesus tonight. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, if the keys could stay with me for a bit. Uh, man, it is so good to be here. Thank you. I'm just getting loaded with all the fluids. Uh, I'm so sorry that I sound like a combination of Batman and a Nutribullet. I'm so sorry about that. Um, but it is such an honor to be here at KCC and Uh, I don't know about you, but God is in the room tonight. God is in the room tonight. What what if tonight, because we do these nights, right? We do these revival nights and we come to church and we're like, yeah, mean, and we meet with God. But what if the thing that you leave with most Sundays, you could actually be free from tonight? Like, what if we could leave it at the altar, in the fire of God. What if you could walk out of this place fully free? Yeah. That's that's what I'm praying for tonight. Oh, yeah. I might not have much of a voice, but God's not done talking yet. Yeah. God's not done working yet. Oh, yeah. And I, I just wanna encourage you that God's about to do something really special in this place. Yeah. And uh, before we get started, slap by fives with three people who can grab a seat and then we'll get into it tonight. Um, as you grab a seat, uh, are you grateful for your senior pastors? Yeah. Come on, can we honour Pastor Rob and Pastor Heather? Just everybody together, we're just so grateful for them and grateful for their investment. I don't know if these foldbacks are on, but if I could get a little bit of foldback just to help me, I won't yell as much, that would be so helpful, thank you. Um, uh, I'm married to one of the greatest people in the face of the earth, Her name is Annalise, she sends her love. Um, I thought I'd show you a couple of photos. So um, here's a a couple of photos. Oh, look at that, it's so tiny. I just, I didn't want you to know how good of a job I did, you know? I didn't wanna be too insecure. Um, Let's put up the other photo because that'll show you a little bit better. There you go. Yeah, I know, I know what you're thinking. Man, she's blessed. Yeah, yeah, she is, You, you know that she is. Um, uh, we're gonna have a great night tonight and uh, you, can, you can take it down, thank you. Otherwise I'll, I'll start crying, not because of the presence of the Lord, but just because I miss you so much. No, no. Um, tonight's gonna be a good night. Tonight's gonna be a good night. Uh, if, you're, if you're writing notes tonight, I want you to write down the title of the message. Uh, the, the title of the message is this, Bitten But Not Beaten. Bitten But Not Beaten. The reality is, guys, in life, we are all going to be bitten by something. But just because we're bitten doesn't mean we have to be beaten. And tonight I want to unpack this thought, and I believe that as we do, as we look at the Word of God, He's going to move in our lives. And so why don't we pray, and then we'll get into the Word tonight. Oh man, Jesus, we thank You that You're here. Father, over the next few minutes, we just ask that You would speak to us. Father, let this night be something different, not because of me, but because of you. Lord, we put aside our distractions and we choose in this moment to lean into you. Heaven break out. (laughs) Heaven break out. In your name we pray. And everybody said... Amen, thank you, thank you. I just needed a little bit of help. You can, you can grab a seat and then you can come back later. How good is our keyboardist tonight? Um, uh, boats, boats, the things on the water. Not a fan, not a fan of boats. I, I don't trust boats. Like there's just something about them. Like how can something so big not sink? Do you know what I mean? Like when I get in the water, I sink. Like, I try and do freestyle and I just flail around, you know? Like, the lifeguards are on the side of the pool freaking out, not sure if they need to jump in and save me or not, you know? I think my, my, my apprehension of boats really started when I was a young boy. In, in Wellington, where I grow up, uh, grow up currently and grew up previously— <laughs> In Wellington, to get to the South Island of New Zealand, New Zealand's two islands, to get to the South Island, you can either fly, it's a lot of money, or you can jump on a boat called the Inter-Islander and it goes into island. And it's amazing. And uh, one day we're on the boat. The problem with Wellington is that it's exceptionally windy. Like today's thunderstorm, that was nothing. Like that's a good day in Wellington, except in Wellington you have the thunderstorm and the wind. So we're on this boat, the Inter-Islander, and it's me, my brother, my sister, and my dad, me, and my brother, my sister and my dad and the boat is going this way and the wind is going this way and we're just on the boat having a good time, you know? <laughs> like it's great. And for some reason, we're on the observation deck outside. So we're outside, it's me, my brother, my sister, my dad and I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, good, this is a good time. And as I turn my head, remember the boat's going this way and the wind is going this way. As I turn my head, I see my brother, he's turned green. He, he's, he's, he's working up. A special something, something, you know? And so as we're on the boat, I'm like, how good is this? And my brother, he just vomits out of his mouth. Now I remember the boat is going, because that's where vomit comes from. Just if you didn't know, he, he vomits and he gets caught by the wind and it's me, my brother, my sister. And so now, so then she's like, this is so, because girls are different to boys. Like they're just like, yeah, you know? She's like, yeah, this is amazing, ah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. This is not the revival we're talking about, you know? And so now, like, first-hand vomit's not great. Like, vomit in your own mouth from you, not great. But second-hand vomit's got to be a lot worse, you know? If you're writing notes, write that down. Um, but like now, so now she's got some sort of fusion power of like vomit happening in her stomach. And so then, so then, so then she vomits. And it was me, my brother, my sister, and my dad, but my dad, he's got grey hair, so he's wise, you know? And and so what he does is he sees this whole thing happening and then he does some sort of matrix action and the vomit just flies over. And for some reason, there was this old lady in a wheelchair. No, no, there wasn't, there wasn't. But how good would that have been, you know? Boats, boats. I, I don't like boats. I think it was that moment really that scarred me, you know? In in, in the Bible tonight, I want to look at a guy who was on a boat, but it was in a storm, but he didn't make it. Luckily, we made it to a place called Nelson. But the guy in our story tonight, he doesn't make it. Um, I want us to open up uh, to the book of Acts, chapter 28 tonight. And I want us to read about Paul, uh, who got, he gets shipwrecked. Um, So let's read this together. Um, And I'll sound like this probably for the rest of the night and it'll be powerful. Possibly. Possibly. Okay, let's read it together. Once we were safe on shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. The people on the island were very kind to us. That's good. Um, it was cold and rainy, so they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. As Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on a fire, on the fire, sorry, a poisonous snake driven by the heat bit him on the hand. The people of the island saw it hanging from his hand and said to each other, "A murderer, no doubt, though he escaped the sea." Justice will not permit him to live. In verse five, but Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. The people, <laughs> these, are good, these are the good people. They, they stood around and they waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. <laughs> so good, great people. But when they had waited a long time and they saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their minds and decided he was a God. Bitten, but not beaten. Bitten, but not beaten. So, so Paul, he's been on this boat, and, and the Bible says that the, the boat is shipwrecked. He, he finds himself on the island of Maltese, Malta, on the island. Now I want Maltesers on the island of Malta, right? And he gets onto the shore, and the people welcome him. That like, hi, come, we'll make a fire because that's the thing we do here. And they make a fire, and the Bible says that as Paul is stoking the fire, he puts some sticks on the fire, and from the fire comes a snake. Oh yeah, guess who's been doing kids ministry for nine years? <laughs> the Bible says that the snake bites him on the hand and everybody expects him to die because of what Paul's gone through. Everybody's looking at him and going, this guy's gonna die. Let's stand around and watch. Get the popcorn. You know, like it's, this is good. We haven't had action for ages, you know. And what happens is, is that instead of dying, Paul looks at the snake dangling from his hand and he just shakes it off into the fire. The amazing thing is, is that, From there, people think he's a God, but he's not. He's just a man who's been bitten, but not beaten. You know, the truth is, guys, in life, we're all gonna get bitten by something. We're all gonna go through many, many things. I'm just gonna put him here. He's my buddy. This probably probably looks like a familiar, I feel like this is quite an Australian sight. I was talking to someone the other day, like this morning, actually, yeah, it feels like the other day. I was talking to someone this morning, they're like, you know what, Harry, actually having a good carpet python, a neighbourhood carpet python's a good thing because it eats the rats and stuff. I was like, it's never a good thing. What are you talking about? So anyway, I digress. Um, so, so the truth is, oh, that's right, I was about to get serious. The truth is, we all face many attacks. We all have many bites in our lives. Come on, go with me, I'm being serious. You know, like, I don't know about how you feel about the last few years, but for me personally, the last few years have felt more like a slow choke of an anaconda than a single bite, you know? Like it's just been thing after thing after thing. We all get bitten, right? We go through different things, depression, anxiety, financial pressure. Do you know in New Zealand right now, the cost of living crisis is psycho. Like broccoli's up 44%. Yeah, it's nuts. There's never been a good time to not eat your vegetables like there is right now. I'm sorry, mum, I can't. You know, like, I can't, literally can't afford it. But we go through financial pressure, right? For some of us, marriage is a bit of a snake bite. Ooh. Um, un- <laughs> Hopefully not, though. Um, but sometimes it is, right? Unmet expectation, anger, sexual impurity, comparison, rejection, sickness, and fear. All these things come into our life and we get bitten by them. But I want to encourage you that you don't have to be beaten by those things. I want to encourage you that just because you've been beaten, just because you have been bitten doesn't mean you have to be beaten. You can actually shake off the attack and you can walk in victory. I guess before we go any further, I know you probably know this, but just in case there's someone who doesn't, we're in a battle. Like this is a battle between life and death. I think sometimes we're a bit nonchalant about this. Like I think sometimes we just roll through life being like everything's awesome because the Lego movie told us it was, you know? Like everything's cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome, you know, living a dream. So, but the reality is, is like, man, like we're in a battle. There's a, there's, there's a battle, not of flesh and blood, but spirit and principality. There's a good team and a bad team. I'll spell it out real simple. Jesus is the captain of the good team and the devil's the captain of the bad team. It's a battle between lightness and darkness. Lightness? Between light and dark. Lightness, sure. John 10.10 says this, the thief, that's the devil, comes only to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come, not Harry Slade, but Jesus. I have come, just to clarify, because there's someone who wrote that down. I have come, maybe there's not, maybe it's just my imagination. I have come that they may have life. Catch this, please catch this and have it to the full. Yeah. Yeah. I love this so much because Jesus promises you and I life in its fullness. In the New King James Version, it says life in abundance. Yeah. In abundance. And the way we access this life is through relationship with Jesus. Can I, can I encourage you though that abundance of life doesn't mean absence of trials? I think we've done a disservice to the church. We kind of preach that if you come to Jesus, everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like come to Him and He'll wash it all clean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like He will, He'll, He'll wash away your sin, but He's also gonna empower you to overcome the things that are in the world. Yeah. This is what Jesus said. He said, I have told you, John 16, 33. He said, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. Yeah. In this world, what? You will have trouble, yeah. right. but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus is saying, guys, you'll face trials. You're gonna be bitten. But Jesus, I've overcome the world, not beaten. It's interesting to me where Paul's bitten. Like like Paul, he could have been bitten when he was first gathering the sticks because it was from the sticks that the snake came, but it wasn't with the sticks, was it? It was with the fire. It was as he stoked the fire that the snake was driven out and bit him on the hand. See, when we read fire in the Bible, we've got to understand that it's the very presence of God. It's refining, it's His presence. So it's interesting to me that Paul, he was bitten as he was stoking the presence of God. It's the symbolism. He, he was stoking the presence of God in his life and that was when the devil decided to come and bite him. Oh man, I gotta let you know that this is the thing that when we try and build the relationship with God, the devil's gonna try and stop you. This has been the rule book from the beginning. The very first attack on mankind came in the form of a snake. The devil took the body of a snake and started to talk to Adam and Eve. But what was his whole goal? It wasn't just to get them to disobey. it It was an attack on the relationship that they had between God and Adam and Eve. Did God really say that? I think some of us are wrestling that tonight. Wow. Did, did God, yeah, actually, hold, hold on, did God say that? I don't know. From the beginning to Paul to now, the devil comes and he tries to get in between our relationship with God. That verse in John 10.10 says that he comes to steal, kill and destroy. What does He come to steal? He comes to steal your hope. He comes to kill your dreams and He comes to destroy your destiny. The way He does it, guys, is He does it through doubt, fear, anger, discouragement, lies, neck warmers. (laughs) (laughs) It's through the snake bites of our lives. It's through the trials and the tough times that the devil comes and he goes, hey, Did God really say? Like, is God really there for you? And He comes in and it's in in a direct response. You can even come to church last Sunday and then go home on Monday and face snake bites at work. But God, I just had revival night. We just had a like fire tunnel. Like everything should be mean. But I'm still struggling with depression. I'm still struggling with these negative thoughts. I'm still weighed down by the weight of the world. My boss still hates me. We get bitten by snake bites. I wanna encourage you though, that just because you've been bitten doesn't mean you have to be beaten. There is a fullness of life available for you through the depth of a strong relationship with Jesus. In fact, you could say like this, when our relationship with God is strong, it makes the attack of the enemy weak. The problem is though, is too many of us don't actually have a good relationship with Jesus. We love worship. We love praise. We love KCC. But on the depths of a Wednesday morning at 5am, because for some reason the sun comes up here at 4am. I don't know why that hurt me so much, but I just, I felt so much better saying that. It It was odd. What is it like for you on a Wednesday? How's your relationship then? That's good. Yeah. We need a strong relationship with God. Yeah. It's the first attack it came on the relationship. The consistent attack will come on our relationship with God. As a result of that first attack, sin and death entered the world. And that's what the devil wants for us, sin and death. It's been his goal. I don't know about you, but man, I struggled the last few years to really connect with God. I struggled to go deeper than surface level. Like we've just had wave after wave after wave after wave of stuff. And it's been incredibly hard. But the truth is, is that sometimes I find it when life is really easy, I'm like, I find it hard to connect with God too. The truth is, guys, is that it's, it's never actually easy to connect with God You just have to be intentional about it. You have to be intentional. You have to decide every day that your relationship with God, like you don't have tomorrow and you don't have yesterday. What you've got is today. Can I encourage you KCC that your relationship with God is what's gonna be the access way for revival. It's not just what we do here. It's not just what we do on this altar, but it's what you do in your bedroom floor. It's what you do at your kitchen table. It's what you do when you're one-on-one with God. That's what's gonna bring revival. And the devil would love it if he could just get in between us. But I'm grateful for a God that even when we're distant, He never leaves. Even when I'm silent, He's still speaking. Even when I'm stuck in my sin, salvation is available. I'm grateful for a God who sent His Son to pay the price of death forever and for everyone. Is anyone else grateful for that kind of God? I'm grateful for that God. Because the truth is, is I have no right to be here yeah. only by the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah. You have no right to be here, but only by the grace of God. Yeah. If we accept Him into our life, man, that's when we can step into revival. When we accept Him into our life and when we deepen our relationship with Him, that's when we can go deeper. This is, this is good. <laughs> see, see I, I ask myself the question when I read this story. I'm like, why is it that Paul could shake off that attack? Why is it that Paul could just shake off the attack? It was because he knew Jesus. He knew that greater was he who is in him than he who is in the world. He knew that. He knew that if Jesus was on his side, no snake could stop him. No bite could... could, (laughs) No bite could prevent him from stepping into what God had for him. It's the relationship with God. It's the relationship with God. Maybe the keyboardist could come and join me. I'm here to encourage you tonight that with Jesus, you're an overcomer. You're victorious. You might've been bitten and it's okay if you have. It's okay, but it's not okay to stay beaten. It's not okay to come here with your church mask. I don't mean to be rude or like ruthless but it's not okay to come here with your church mask yeah. and pretend that everything's fine if there's something that's not fine. Yeah. This is the place, yeah. the presence of God. Yeah. This is where you need to be. Yeah. You might've been bitten, but you don't have to be beaten. Bitten but not beaten. The Bible says that he was bitten when he stoked the fire. The snake, it bites him in the hand, right? And Paul, Paul looks at the snake and He looks at the people who are standing there just waiting for Him to die. And it's funny to me because these are the good people the Bible said that were there. They they were supposed to be good people, but they turned out to be people who were just waiting for Him to die. I think for some of us, we need to get some actual good people in our lives. Like I think you think that you've got good people, but when you've gone through stuff, where were they? Some of the people you've been trusting, you're gonna need to trust some new people. You're gonna need to get some new friends who can stand with you in the middle of your snake bite, in the middle of your attack season and stand with you and say, hey, devil, not today. Get your hands off Fred's life. Get your hands off Betsy's life. I'm standing in the gap. I'm gonna believe God for something greater. In 2023, check your circle. Write it down, God, I need new friends. I need friends who will stand with me, not slander me. I need some new friends. Do you know what's crazy? Is that Paul, he looks, he looks at the snake and he, and, he, and he just shakes it off. He just shakes it off. I think the problem for many of us is that when we get bitten, instead of shaking off the attack, we actually just settle with it. Hey, It's not that bad. It's not that big of a deal. I'm just going to settle with this. I'm going to, I'm going to like just be okay to have this thing hanging around me my whole life. See, I've held on to the the snake the entire message, and it's been cumbersome. It's been distracting. It's been a point of (laughs) humor. And sometimes that's the way we deal with our pain we laugh about it, we minimize it. Ah, yeah, what about snake? Ah, you know. Ah. Moon! I could have let this go at any point, but I didn't. I held on. And because I held on, I've been held back. Friend, if you're holding on, you're being held back. You're being held back from the fullness of life. God has for you. My concern is for many of us, we've settled with snake bites instead of living from salvation. We have the ability through a strong relationship to live bitten but not beaten, but yet we stay defeated. Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Nothing. It's time to stop talking with the snakes and it's time to start trampling them. It's time to start saying, you know what? Yeah. I've had enough. Yeah. Greater is, <laughs> is good. I'm, I'm really passionate about this. <laughs> it's time to start saying, you, you might've had my present, but you don't have my future. Yeah. Devil, you are under my heel yeah. because Jesus is alive in me. And His Word says that He has given me authority to overcome, to trample on snakes and scorpions. Now is your time. Now is your time. And I'm shouting because I believe it. I've been saving my voice for this moment. Sure, I didn't do a good job. But with whatever else I've got left, let me tell you this. This is how you should be. Man, some of us, we're like, I'm an overcomer. But yet we don't want to overcome anything. You can't be an overcomer unless you overcome something. If you don't overcome something, you're just an over. (laughs) I was going to use the other bit, but I thought that might be inappropriate. It is a 6pm, so I probably could have got away with it. The joke's probably too, I should move on. (laughs) I'm having fun. It's time to stop talking to the snakes. It's time to start trampling them. Notice where he put it though. Hey, He didn't just shake it off, did He? Where did He shake it? Back into the fire. See, it's from the presence of God that we get our victory. Our relationship with Jesus gives us access to the fullness of the presence of God. Without Jesus, we have no access and without access, we have no presence. We can feel something, but we can't enter into the fullness of it. So, so you can come here and you can be like, yeah, 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 yeah I feel it. I feel it, like I, I, I know something's different here, but I don't have a relationship. And without relationship, you can't have full access. It's the presence of God. That's why the devil knows that if he can get us to stop stoking the fire, if he can get us to stop going deeper in our relationship, if he can get us to stop, he doesn't even need to take us down some deep, dark road. He just needs Christians to stop, to become apathetic but I'm passionate about His presence. And every time the devil comes to me, I'm like, no, 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 no. Back into the fire you go. Back into the fire from whence you came. Like, I'm not staying here. I'm leaving you here and I'm going on to what God has for me. I wanna encourage you tonight, man, that this is your moment. This is your moment. This is your moment to first receive Jesus again. Maybe for the first time in a long time, you know you're not in relationship with Jesus, then I wanna help you. I wanna help introduce you back into a relationship with Jesus. This is not a judgment zone. That's judgment day, ages away, hopefully for most of us. This is a moment where you can accept Jesus and get full access. But then secondly, um, we're gonna open the altar. Of course, we are at Revival Night. We're gonna open the altar and I wanna encourage you to come down the front and I want you to start throwing your snakes. Some of you are carrying around like 12. And I don't care. What I care about is that you have the opportunity tonight to just shake it off yeah. and to step into the fullness of life that God has for you. But before you do, you need, you need access. Yeah. With every head bowed and every eye closed tonight, in a moment of privacy between you and God. I, I love this, I love this verse. I love this verse. John 10.10, I love it, I love it, I love it. I have come to give you life and life in all its fullness. I'm not talking about the fullness of stuff. Like I'm not saying that if you have a relationship with Jesus, all of a sudden you get like all the nicest cars, Lamborghinis, whatever, whatever, whatever. Maybe you might and that would be awesome, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about fullness of life, the fullness of His Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Friend, if you're here tonight and you don't have the fullness of life, could I I suggest that maybe you don't have Jesus? Maybe you think you're in a relationship, but you're not in daily, daily relationship. I wanna give you the opportunity to say yes to Him tonight and come back and kickstart that relationship again. I've said it once, but I'll say it again. This is not a judgment zone. I just wanna know who I'm praying for. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna count to three. And when I get to three, not yet, but when I get to three, I want you to lift your hand so that you're making this decision for you, but also so that I know who I'm praying for. I'm not asking tonight, church, have you read a Bible? I'm not asking tonight, have you been to a church? Because you have probably ticked both of those things off tonight. I'm asking you, do you have a relationship with Jesus? So on the count of three, I want you to lift your hand if you want that relationship. Be bold, be brave, no judgment. One, you've never prayed a prayer before asking Jesus to be your Lord and Saviour. Two, maybe you have a long time ago, but you know you're not in a relationship with Him. Three, I want you to lift your hand right now all across this room. If you're saying yes, yes, thank you, I see that hand. I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand. Thank you, do you need a relationship with Jesus? Lift that hand right now if that's you. Join these other five people and say yes to Jesus. If you need Him, say yes. I'll give you one more second. There's one more person I'm waiting for. I'll wait for you to lift. Thank you, I see your hand, brother. You're worth waiting for. Thank you, I see your hand. Awesome. Why, everybody in the room, whether you lifted your hand or whether you didn't, we're going to pray this prayer together. Why? Because we're one family. And if you didn't lift your hand, I'm going to assume you've got access. So now we're going to start to pray for those people. But if you did lift your hand, I want you to picture yourself praying to Jesus right now. Why? Because He's in the room. He's real. He loves you. So we're going to say uh, this prayer together. I'll say a line. I want you to repeat it after me. Everybody together, it goes like this. Dear Lord Jesus. Uh, Come on, church. Everyone together. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you. I need you in my life. Please forgive me for everything I've done wrong. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my best friend. Today, because of you, Jesus, I am a Christian. I love you. And in your name I pray. Amen. Somebody better lose their mind for those six people that just said yes to Jesus. Come on. Come on. If you just said yes to Jesus, you've now got full access and you can join the rest of us now in stepping in. Could everybody stand at their feet? Tonight, we're going to come down the front. If you've been carrying a snake bite, if you've been carrying something you know that's been holding you back, tonight you might be saying, could you leave, the, leave this here for me? Would that be okay? Thank you. And I'll just hold this and you can take that. Thank you. So efficient. I love it. Okay, this is, this is what we're saying. We're saying that I've been bitten, but I'm not beaten. Today it's time to speak to it and declare. Depression, today I declare I am not beaten. Anxiety, today I declare I am not beaten. Lack, today I declare I am not beaten. Marriage tension, today I declare I am not beaten. Financial pressure, today I declare I am not beaten. Whatever the enemy tried to get me with, I declare, I am not beaten, because although I have been bitten, I am not beaten, because Christ beats in me. And so tonight, if you need to let go of some snake bites, step out of your seat, come down the front right now, as the team started to sing, we're going to enter into the fullness of the presence of God. So come on, step out of your seat, and come down and worship Him tonight.
0: Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's message. Our hope is that you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If not, we'd like to invite you to begin your journey with him today. When we read scripture, we see that sin separates us from God, but that our relationship with God is restored by salvation through Jesus Christ. This happens because God gave Jesus his son to die in our place, to deal with the sin problem, and he rose again so that we can have eternal life with him if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord, we can know salvation today. If you're ready to do that and turn from a life of sin, then pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. Amen. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time today, we would love to know and reach out to you and support you. So please contact us at hello at Kingdom